Welcome right down the line. I'm talking the bad person podcast. Dare to ask what is good, what is bad. I'm sure the outdoors bad person question was used by a host. A man who celebrates Thanksgiving by doing a lot of giving and not a lot of thanking. It's Cy Fietti. Hey, Chin. How are you? I'm great. I we got to cut out that burp, but that's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to have to cut out me opening this uh, this can too, which is going to be impossible since I was talking at the same time. And I'm also going to cut out me drinking this Coca-Cola Zero mini can. Ooh, it's... <laughs> It looks so tiny in your hands. I know. I'm, I'm like Andre the Giant. I like these 7.5s because I can literally obfuscate the whole can. How many How many of those? I know Andre the Giant was uh, famous for drinking uh, like 75 beers in one sitting. How many mm-hmm. of those little cans do you think you could drink? Could I? I mean, I think, well, because in it's one si- in one sitting. Because it has aspartame in it. Uh, let's remove the aspartame fact that like if I have more than you know probably three of these i will have a headache yeah removing that uh i would say i could probably drink approximately 30 of these or 40 of them pretty easily in one sitting yeah that's yeah. A, that's a lot I you've feel like... seen me no maybe you haven't i when i was i've seen you friends... drink a lot of water i, I yeah. mean i guess it's similar it's pretty much the same thing so there's no calories in it but when i was at uh my friend's wedding in seattle uh in september of 2019 when they sent you hamburgers? Yes, that wedding. The day before her wedding, or two days before, we went to like this little uh, sandwich place. I could probably find the name of it. It's in Seattle. It was really good. But it was like this great sandwich place that had like a back patio. And it was like, you know, you know, September, like late, mid-September weather, just like is the most gorgeous time of year everywhere in the world. Yeah. Yep. Like it was just like, you know, 74 degrees or something, sunny, fucking gorgeous, nice breeze. And uh, we were just sitting in the back patio, and it was like a, a Thursday or something, because our wedding was on the Saturday. It was the day before the rehearsal dinner thing. So it was just like us, me, and some of my friends from a job back then, and her, and her fiance, and some other friends, and some new people I didn't know. And this this sandwich place had like beers. They didn't have like cocktails, but they had like, you know, like bottles and cans. And they also had Topo Chico. And legitimately, we were there for like probably four hours, and I drank all of the topo chico they had like i drank they every must topo have been chico really they, had in the thrilled. they must have been thrilled that you they didn't like... care they had more coming in it was like a it was like a thursday like i said so they had more coming in for the weekend but uh i think i drank 14 or 16 topo chicos in like f- four hours you forest gump so yes it was it, i had like a, a forest gump like uh i must have had about, in front of me i must have had about 14 dr peppers uh it was great. It was really fun. Great time. I love Topo Chico, man. I could drink it all. I know. I, I still haven't tried that Topo Chico hard seltzer. I, I need to try that. Yeah, it's probably good. I don't know. I don't drink hard seltzer, as you know. I So when we were on our, our trip to Cleveland, uh, we drove and we stopped and I forced my wife to get Topo Chico. I was like, oh, she's, she'd never had it. I was like, oh, she loves seltzer. And I was she'd never had it. And I was like, oh, you got to try it. It's really good. And uh, she tried it, and she was like, "Meh." And I was like, "Oh man, shit wrong with her." Chid would be so upset with you. Listen to me, Mrs. Sai. You're off my list. Oh no. Uh, so Chid, tomorrow's Thanksgiving here in the United States. Thanksgiving. It sure is United States Thanksgiving, not Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, that was. And it's ago. certainly not Boxing Day. No, definitely not Boxing Day. Also, not Guy Fox Day. Yeah, and it's also definitely not Indigenous Peoples Day. That was also weeks ago. Nope, and also not um, Rex Manning Day for sure. That's from that movie High Fidelity. <laughs> yes, it's from High Fidelity. What's your uh, favorite band from High Fidelity? My favorite band from High Fidelity. Uh, def- it- definitely the the made up band that those two, the like electronica band that those two kids started. Oh no, you're thinking you got that confused with Empire Records. Oh, the kids God. in Empire Records have a band called the Kinky Wizards, but yes. in High Fidelity, there's a band called the Gin Blossoms. Oh they have, yeah. They have that song Hey Jealousy. I, I think I like that uh Never Known a Girl Like You Before. Uh, is oh, that... Never Known a Girl Like You Before. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I, I do like the uh there's a guar song in there that's good. In High Fidelity. In high fidelity, yeah. Uh, in Empire what? Records, they talk about beta band, which is an interesting flash in the pan. Uh, yeah, in Empire Records, uh, that song that they play by beta band is a banger. The one that they uh, they sell a copy of. Yeah, they do sell a copy of it. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I 
Remember some, when people used to sell copies of stuff? Yeah, those those were the days. I can't even. I mean, I think there's an element of. So I recently read Jeff Tweedy's a uh, bi well, memoir. I guess it's on a biography called "Let's Go So We Can Get Back," mm-hmm. and uh, it's not a biography or not a biography really because it doesn't really tell a linear life story. It's more a memoir, but um, it's good. It the thing that occurred to me in reading it is like he talks about how so much of his young teenhood and childhood was spent in record stores. Like, and some of them creepier and worse than the others. Yeah. Like that one we went to in Florida. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, but, uh, the, yeah, I don't know. I reading that, I was like, yeah, that's true of me as well. I mean, he's not that much older than oh, us. Oh, you're so much like Jeff Tweedy. I no, also went to a record store. I mean, in the sense that like, it's not me, it's our like general, we're, we're kind yeah. of the last generation that like. Like, I legit on Friday nights would just be like, I'll go to the record store and walk around for two hours. Yep. Uh, I'll see what I can get a physical copy of. And I've heard one song and I'll buy the whole record and yeah. I'll listen to the rest of it. All that stuff. I Again, yeah. I'm not saying it, that doesn't make you special or me special. It's just like people who are around our age who are older millennial types are kind of like the last generation of people who really had that experience. Like, I would say that if like, you know, basically by what, 2000 six seven if you were like out of high school by 2007 you probably don't have that experience at all or you yeah have that experience at all yeah my i have a cousin who's a lot younger than me um and he has gotten into like collecting records and he'll like he he had a really shitty record player and i got him one for christmas uh like a nicer one and he he like texts me about records all the time and it's it's so weird to me because even i i have friends who like used to collect records who don't really as much anymore most of them have children now so uh you know they have other things to spend their money that on. record money goes to formula yeah. and diapers pretty exactly quick. exactly but my cousin will like text me he's like oh did you see this uh this variant of the jeff rosenstock record and, like he, he loves like jeff rosenstock and things he's like, like that oh, it's 180 gram and you get <laughs> mad about it because you're like i hate 180 gram <laughs> fuck you uh, I would never turn down a 180 gram record. Uh, you used to talk about how stupid you thought it was that records that were shitty would get 180 gram releases. Well, I the reason that I talked about that is because there was a shortage at the record <laughs> the record plants, and <laughs> shitty bands would re release 180 gram. You'd be like Hot records. Cross. Your third LP doesn't need to be 180 gram. Right. Whereas I'd be waiting for an indie release, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's delayed by six or, months." Whereas you'd be like, "Hot Snakes, your third lp does need 180 gram it's delayed by six months because uh taylor swift wants to release the ryan uh ryan whatever his name is covers record on 180 gram vinyl and i'd have to wait for a release that actually had both know who his, what his name is it, it wasn't taylor swift who released that it's ryan adams and he's been canceled hard canceled i i couldn't remember his last name he's well, you can remember his last name because his career got cut like a knife. Brian Adams, also can now a uh, uh, weird conservative. Uh, that Ryan Adams record with Halloween head on it. I like that record. It's I don't good. fucking, I don't know, whatever. That guy, I, can eat I know shit. he's, I know he's canceled. I know he can eat shit. Uh, I, what did I tell you to eat my butt about this week? I texted you. We were texting. I don't know. People love Ryan Adams for this time of year, though, <laughs> the Thanksgiving season. People really want to just like listen to his record that's like uh, Dear Chicago. That's got that. And it's got like. Uh, is, that, is, is that with the Cardinals? Ryan Adams and the, the Cardinals? Cardinology? No, it's, I don't think so. That Ryan Adams and the Cardinal, he put out a couple of those records. Yeah. I, th- that guy, uh, I don't know, man. I I just don't even know. I don't want to get into it with him. What do you, what have you been spinning lately, Chid? What's in your stack? What records have you been listening to that you really like? That's a great question, Cy. I've been listening to uh, that, uh, what's it called, record. So I've been listening to, for the Kind of Like Spinning, put out a record two years ago now called Learn Songs of Carl Hendricks Trio, Learn 2. And it's a whole cover of Carl Hendricks Trio songs. Carl Hendricks Trio, of course, was a 90s uh, rock, indie rock band, a very unpopular indie rock band out of Pittsburgh. And um, they never really broke big in any meaningful way. We're on a a few small, small, small labels. But kind of like spitting has not really been an ongoing concern in the sense that like, you know, Ben Barnett hasn't put out a kind of like spitting record since... uh, like an LP since the last, that blunt mechanic record, which I think was in 2011, 2010. 
Um, but he's done a couple of these interesting, he's done an NEP since then, and then he did an EP in 2015, and then he put out this, this record, uh, and it's great. It's just so fucking good, um, and it's, it really breathes new life into those songs. I really enjoy it. It's not available on Spotify, so don't even look for it on Spotify. You can don't only get it on Bandcamp. Band I don't use Spotify anymore. Oh, no? No, I, I've switched over to Apple Music. Well, you're not going to get it there either. You're only going to get this this bad boy on Bandcamp. My wife hates uh, Apple Music, and I made I made her switch because it's the service that I pay for for us, and I prefer to, it, the streaming quality is better. It's all lossless. Like Apple Music did a giant upgrade to all their music. Mm. Well, uh, we're s- still a Spotify house here, yeah. and uh, how else am I going to know that my favorite artist is Will Smith? <laughs> Let me tell you about the three records that I've been spinning lately that I've Sure, really go for it. Uh, so soft kill, uh, put out a record on Halloween, uh, called Canary yellow. Uh, it's very good. Um, and then, uh, I really like the new tiger's jaw EP that came out. Have you Old listened clothes? to that? Yeah. Yes. Have you listened to that yet? Yeah. It's good. It's very good. Very good. It's very it's good. It's very good. <laughs> and, uh, there's a band called inclination. Uh, they're like a, it's like a straight nineties me- metallic hardcore throwback. Uh, and they put out an album. Uh, it's it's very good. Um, I didn't realize that they had put it out. Uh, it's called Unaltered Perspective. It's on mm. Pure Noise Records. Uh, but if you like uh, things like Earth Crisis and Snapcase and like 1995 Victory Records hardcore bands, you will absolutely love this record. Was there ever a porno called Girth Crisis? Uh, I hope there was a very niche porno <laughs> called Girth Crisis. Um, I I know that I have a lot of friends who have made that joke though. Oh, really? I so the other thing I've been listening to lately because you gave three. I've also so I read that uh that Jeff Tweedy book, and then I started listening to Uncle Tupelo, who I haven't listened to in a long time. That was yeah. his band before Welcome with Jay Farr, and I've also been listening to The Modern Lovers uh, the last couple weeks here. Uh, a band that I never ever listened to ever in my life before the last couple weeks, which is like I think that that's just a like a I don't know I guess I fucked up. I, there's no other way to say it. Like I yeah. probably should have listened. Like living in Boston when I was in my 20s, I probably should have checked out the premier band from Boston or right. one of them that's not named Boston. I guess. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, record that I listened to that I was really excited for that I'm very disappointed in uh, is the new Archers of Loaf record. Oh, you're just, I haven't listened to that yet. You were disappointed in it. I did not like it. Um, I, so today I was listening to the new, the new RIP, their drummer hum record from three years ago, whatever it was. It's so good. It is really good. I mean, I like, uh, yeah, that's how you make a comeback record. You just pick up where you left off. Yeah. It doesn't sound like they missed a fucking beat. That record's phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, anyway, inlet. Inlet yeah, Inlet. Is, Speaking yeah. of Hum, another band, like, uh, I mean, a little different than Carl Hendricks Trio, but another band that really never, ever got their due when they were an ongoing concern, other than the fact that they had, like, one Buzzbin single, and they were on Howard Stern and yeah. on MTV for that one song, Stars, which is a the, great song. But. It is a very good song. The, the problem is that that's not anywhere near close to their best song. <laughs> like, on that record, I could probably name, like, six songs. Yeah, there's other great songs. Songs than that. That song's got a good melody, and I think that it's the lyrics are simple and complex 90s. at the same time and very 90s yeah yeah i think that that's like there's a uh like uh i don't want to how can i put this there's a way that i think in the 90s there were a lot of bands that were kind of one-hit wonders because i think you could kind of lump in hum in that uh realm yeah where at, at the time when we were kids i would be like these aren't even their these bands best songs but I guess like looking back on it now, I don't know. There's a, was kind of a bit of a meritocracy to that. Like the songs that would necessarily get elevated almost always were the catchiest songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think well, of like, like sucked out by super drag. It's like, I, part of me is like angry all the time that that's the one song that 99% of people who've heard of that band know by them. Yeah. But the other part of me is like, that song's got an amazing melody. I don't know. Like it's, it's insane I, on a, like a debut LP to have a song where the chorus is using acapella with a little bass line in the back. You know what I mean? I, I just, when I, when I say that I can think of six songs that are better than that song, I, what I meant by that was that I can think of six songs on that record that would have made a better single than stars. I think there are catchier songs on that record that probably would have been like more radio friendly, to be honest. I don't know, man. I think stars is pretty, I don't know. I, 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 
I think that that's like the most is that, your, is that your favorite song ever written? No, but it is a good song. I think it's a really good song. And I think that it's the like it I think it really well captures the quiet loud thing and yeah. it's it's like rock enough without being emo and it's not so metal, you know what I mean, in the way that right. some of their other songs get a little heavier. Um where it's like approachable for rock radio or what rock radio was in the 90s anyway. But I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, what a weird it was a real weird time for alternative radio where just like all these random ass, like it would be like now if like, you know, I don't even, I, I can't even think of a contemporaneous band, but it'd be like if Angel Olsen had like a top like five single, you know what I mean? On alternative yeah. radio right now. Like it was just like, you could hear anywhere in the country driving around in your car. You'd be like, what? If I, how does this make any sense? Yeah. It's, it's strange. Weird. It's strange to think about alternative radio as something that's an ongoing concern as well. <laughs> well, yes, that too. I think that there's an element of like, especially since it's like functionally not an ongoing concern in a lot of places like the radio stations we listened to when we were, were growing up are long gone yeah huge uh, bummer because i would i would have that on, like honestly now like living in rhode island i'd be able to listen to to you know bru and stuff like that yeah um and i now in my car it's always sports talk radio and my my wife calls me an old man I mean, but there's not like, there's no, uh, yeah, there's not a radio station here aside like the college, even the college radio stations down here are mediocre. Uh, There's never anything that like, I think part of that is because there's no cachet to college radio anymore. Like I, uh, so I college radio is something that's always going to be close to my heart since I helped found a college radio station at my college when I was 18. Um, But you know, we were late. We didn't have, we couldn't get on terrestrial radio because the college didn't want to spend a hundred grand or whatever to get us a signal. So instead we were internet radio, which we were kind of like at the early stages of that. Sort Thanks, of. Mark Cuban. Yeah. Uh, we were sort of at the early stages of that, but uh, we had random listeners from all over the world when we do radio programming. Um, <laughs> and at the first year we did it as closed circuit radio where it was broadcast over the televisions on campus because we had like a closed circuit channel. We were able to take over. That's kind of cool though. It's yeah. Was there any sort of like visual element to it? Like, was yes. There a so there was a, we had a, we had like a 1980s, early nineties, uh, public access, like um, CCTV. Yeah. Where we could like write messages and yeah, we, yeah. we could like, we had people pay for like visual advertisement while we do radio shows. It was fun. And so it was uh, almost like a, an old version of Twitch because like th- there are some like, on on the sports talk radio station that I listen to, the afternoon show and the midday show are both televised, but the morning one, they're like, we're not we're not meant to be on TV. They used to be on TV. They didn't like it. Yeah. So now they just do like a Twitch stream uh, and they're not on like, you know, syndication or whatever. But like um, that's like a earlier version of Twitch, basically, where you could, you know, you could see what the DJ was doing in the studio. Oh, we didn't, we couldn't, we had no cameras. This is predates like easily available USB cameras. So you we, couldn't tube in anybody? No, no, no. Literally, thought, it was I just, maybe we just like had a, a, we had a, like a, a visual bridge that connected this like, uh, like visual prompter. I can find the term for I it. I was picturing like a, like a clerk's uh, black and white, like security camera. No, nope. Not even that. We didn't have cameras. What we had was, it, we had like a visual bridge where we were able to like, we had like a, input connection where we had something going from our computer to this visual bridge which connected to a tv where we were able to command this closed circuit channel and on on the uh visual bridge it was literally just like you could type in like messages yeah and it would cycle through like messages but they were basically like cards you could put in so it was like slides essentially that you could you could uh share on the tv so it'd be like happy birthday melissa robinson love jesse like that kind of thing Oh, I hope Melissa Robinson and Jesse are still birthday. together. Yeah, me too. Great couple. Uh, but it was it was stuff like that, or people would advertise for their events, or uh, you know, we you just fuck around, but or you'd advertise for other other radio shows. But um, but that was cool. It was fun to have that like closed circuit thing on the campus, uh, and then because everyone had TVs and everyone watched TV at that era. Still, I guess it sounds like I went to college in 1991, but well, it was the early 2000s. That would have been a cool time to go to college. Yeah, but uh, then we got to internet radio. And anyway, all this to say, that radio station doesn't exist anymore. It went out of, like, by, I'd been out of school for, like, 10 years and it stopped existing, essentially, because young people don't care about radio anymore. Like, if, like we grew up, again, another thing, like, in addition to being among the last generation of people who went to, like, record stores to hang out and where there were, like, a place of 
uh, community bonding and finding new music and everything. We're also probably one of the last generations that cares about the radio in any meaningful way or where like listening yeah. to new music on the radio was important to us. Did you, uh, did you ever win any radio contests? Oh yeah, man. Did you? Yeah. I won one contest. I called a bunch of them, uh, but I won one ever. What, what did you, you win? Uh, I won a copy of uh, the double album, Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won a CD copy of that, and my mom had to take me to Providence to go pick it up after I'd won it. And she's it like, "Are you? Yeah, yeah." So that was—I I think that came out in like 1999. So I, I think I was like, it was the summer uh, between eighth grade and ninth grade. For yeah, me. that sounds right. Great record. I uh, I won, I think three or four things. I definitely won. Uh, what did I win? Oh, I won. I won three things. I won tickets to John Mayer. Cool. One of my favorite musicians. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. I saw him live. He was great. It was free. Yeah. Uh, I won uh, one by one the Foo Fighters fourth LP and potentially that was the last Foo Fighters LP I ever owned because I was just like, this sucks. I do not like this. Is that the one by one? Yeah, that's the one that has uh, times like these and that song. Uh, and there's some other songs in that. But That's the one who, that had too many singles, I think. It, I just didn't think that the songs were as inspired on that record, mm-hmm. which like, again, I was 17 and I was like, this is not like, they seem like they were slipping each record a little you, bit. You weren't inspired. No. And I also won uh songs for the deaf Queens of the stone oh, age. Nice. Nice. Speaking of canceled. Yeah. Well, hard canceled eight times. <laughs> yeah. Several. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I won quite a few things calling into that radio station. I was one of their true Record. listeners. <laughs> They had they had your your phone number. Uh, there was like a little thing. They were like, "Do not answer." I think when I won, so like "Song for the Deaf" came out only like a few months before "One by One," and when I picked it up, they were like, "Just so you know, you can't." I think it was like ninety days. They're like, "You can't call in again for ninety. Like you you can't, you can't uh, win, win another again. contest. Yeah, for you ninety give days other people a chance to win." And then I did I did win again uh, shortly thereafter for "One by One," but they didn't they weren't mo- like I knew that they weren't actually monitoring that obviously. Yeah. Um. So. What are some of the things that you're thankful for this year, Chid? Uh, I'm thankful to be old enough that I grew up listening to the radio and also going to record stores, mostly those two things, primarily. Those are very good things to be thankful for. Uh, no, but seriously, I think that I'm really thankful for uh, just butts. Like, I really, I thought we were going to talk about butts on this episode. Uh, I mean, we still have plenty of time uh, <laughs> for the butt segment. <laughs> Sai asked me what we were talking about this and I was like, I don't know, butts. Uh yeah, I, I left I left some room uh for butts. For butts. Yeah, Great. I what are I, you thankful for? Um, you know, it's been a, been an interesting year. I'm thankful that I got into a good gym routine. Um and I've been I've been doing that. Lost about twenty five pounds since July. Damn. Um and it's nice to nice to do that. Uh I'm thankful for having a home that has lots and lots of leaves that I have been raking every week. That doesn't sound like you're actually thankful. That sounds sarcastic. Well, uh, no, it's not though, because I, I always wanted to have a home and now I have a home and it's, it's nice. Uh, the, the leaves are pretty, uh, and time consuming. So mm. it's a double edged sword. Yeah. I got a rake this weekend. I think we're going to, we're going to visit, uh, friends in another state far away on Saturday. Oh really? Cause I was going to be in the Philly area on Saturday. So, <laughs> well, wow, you're not going to be seeing my ass. I'll be in New Hampshire. I'm going to go to New Hampshire area. I'm going to go to your house and spray myself with your hose. You should just take a picture of it yeah. and then send it back to me. Uh, I'm thankful that the Phillies won the World Series. Uh, yeah. I can't believe they did it. They won it in five. It was yeah, really con- remarkable. Congratulations to them. Yeah, it was a gentleman's sweep where they let the Astros win one game and they won five and five. It was really impressive. Yeah, the Astros were, considering they were so good at cheating, they are really good at tipping their pitches. Yeah, I mean, they are really good at being just shitty shitheads who shit. Uh, yep, speaking of butts, uh, congratulations to the Astros for losing. Yeah, congrats to the Astros for sucking shit. They really um, showed their ass. True. Uh, I, I'm also really thankful that uh, the Minnesota Vikings have been exposed as frauds and uh, <laughs> their season has fallen apart the last few weeks here. Where like everyone, you know, like the beginning of November, people were like, oh, they're a legit contender. Yeah, and T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, T.J. Hawkinson. And then what happened to that guy? He plays one game, goes out with an injury, we're never heard from again. Well, obviously. that's the problem. He shouldn't have cut his hair. When you cut your hair, it's cause for cause for disaster. You know what Steve Malcolm has once said? 
He said, darling, don't you go and cut your hair. He did say that. Do you think it's going to make him change? You have to pick it up right there. Uh, I don't know the words to that song. My wife oh, loves that on. band. I'm a bad husband. Come on. Um, What was I going to say? Uh, what else are you thankful for sports related? Because I'm also thankful that uh, obviously the New York Jets season has fallen apart. Yeah, that's that's been nice. A uh, lot, lot of bravado. Uh, I'm thankful that uh, Zach Wilson fucked his mom's friend. Uh, that's good. Yeah, I'm thankful that Bailey Zappi finally took over a starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. <laughs> and the Mac Jones era, error, I'll call it, is behind oh. the Patriots. <laughs> Before common error. Because he uh, he wasn't good. Obviously, he didn't take care of the ball. And I was tired of people saying he was a pro bowler. He obviously is not a very good quarterback. And he's been replaced by a fourth-round rookie. Yep. I mean, it had to happen eventually. Um, I can't believe Bill Belichick retired in season and Neither can I, is the coach of the Patriots. And, and people and people thought it was going to be Tom Brady who retired in season, but the Buccaneers are good again. They're back in first place in their division. Yeah, I can't believe that they're uh, they're. I mean, that division is terrible, but um, the I can't believe that PJ Walker is competing with Tom Brady for a division. So you know how when P, he's not called, he wants to be called Phil Walker now. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> But my dad is only calling him P. Walker. Oh, that's He's just calling him P. Yeah, that's because disres- he doesn't want to be called PJ. That's disrespectful. My dad, I was seeing, I saw my dad a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "I have P. Walker in my dynasty league," and I was like, "Jesus oh, Christ, what that, kind of football are you playing?" Value pick. <laughs> it's gonna be worth something. He's got P. Year. Walker. He really was interested in P. Walker. My dad's been playing fantasy football for so long. I feel like he doesn't uh, like you know he's been playing fantasy football for like over forty years. When you so, had to check the paper, the newspaper for it. Yes, but like not even when you had to check the newspaper. When you had to check USA Today on like Wednesday, like you like <laughs> there was one there was one paper. Box scores were not even in local papers. Uh, but like my point is, he's like an addict who has to like uh, you know he's like going way overboard with the weird dynasty and fucked up. Uh, his why? league settings are all over the place. Why isn't your dad in a, in our league? No, I'm not inviting my dad. To the next time someone someone quits our league, uh, you got to invite my dad. Will just dad. win all the time. It won't even be fun. He's yeah. he's like shocking. Well, I mean, great at football. I he was talking about how he hasn't the spent when money I to buy into football or fantasy baseball in like 20 years. He mm. just is always winning. Like he's in some some fantasy baseball league. Speaking of the World Series, that he where they like do a read there's like a regular season winner which he won and then they do a redraft in the playoffs for playoff teams and there's a an al and nl redraft and they just draft guys who are in the playoffs and he won both the al and nl so he played himself in the championship and won all of the money does he have b harper i think he has b harper he or he had b harper he he obviously very clearly had uh r hoskins j j altuve I don't think he had Jay Altuve because, as we all know, Jay Altuve went out there. Someone in Philly threw an egg at his head. <laughs> then he was never the same. Um, I did see this is now uh, a month ago, uh, but I did see a very good Halloween costume of a father who went out with his small son, uh, and the father dressed up as Mike Judge, and they dressed the the son up as Altuve, and uh, it was very funny. Mm. Shout out Altuve. to my short, short kings out there. Shout out to Altuve for not letting anyone touch his chest that time when he very clearly didn't have a buzzer on his chest. <laughs> There's no buzzer there. I don't know what you're talking about. He just he you know who was it that didn't like having their hair touched? Uh, the third baseman, Texas and Boston. Was John Olerud? No, more recently than that. Ricky Henderson. Uh, yeah, it was Ricky Henderson. Pokey Reese. He was the second baseman. Edgar Renteria. You're getting closer to the time. Around. Orlando Cabrera? No. Carl Crawford? No. I think you know Troy who, O'Leary. I'm, who I'm suggesting. And Troy O'Leary played the album. Midre Cummings? Yes, it was Midre Cummings. I knew it was Midre Cummings. Second only to Mike Greenwell. Mike Brownwell. That guy loved his shit. <laughs> um, what do you think about my ability to just name random Red Sox players from the 90s? Um, I think that it is a moderate skill that a lot of people uh, in our age group, uh, especially the people that you're friends with, uh, like Ham, are really good at like naming some guys. Yeah. 
Sometimes I'll just think of, I was talking to my dad the other day because someone named Joyner caught a pass in a football game. And I was like, Wally Joyner? My dad was like, Wally Joyner. <laughs> do you do you and your dad text? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, do you respond to your dad when he texts you? Sometimes. Uh, are... <laughs> he sends me his word all every morning. I And then I send him mine. I beat him routinely. Oh, well, it's fair because he got all the fantasy uh, football skill and you got the wordle skill. So, yeah, apparently I inherited my mom's fantasy football skills. Yeah, you're from not her very, side of the family because you're not I very suck good shit at fantasy. At it. it's, yeah, it's terrible. No matter what I do, I win five to seven games and lose in the second round of the playoffs. I'm always oh. in the playoffs. Like, I'm, I'm like basically like, uh, you know, I'm like a Green Bay Packers type team where you, I've won some championships, but like those, my glory days are behind me. Where you just, don't add any wide receivers on a team that has Yeah, I don't no make moves receivers. when I should. Like, I yeah. keep trying to trade with people and they don't want to trade with me. You haven't I sent, don't try. You haven't sent me any trade trades. There's nothing you can year. do to help me. The problem is, like, every time I look and try to trade with anyone in fantasy football, I'm always like, my team is better than their team. And I'm just mad because my team see, doesn't perform. That's see, that's your problem. Is is your your vibrato? You think that your team is better than everyone? My else vibrato is, is not my problem. It is. My vibrato is fine. I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, you uh, are too prideful in your team. It's not You're even not... too prideful. My team is full of like good players. Some of you which say that every year, hurt. but you say that every year, but you get seven or seven or eight. There's wins. so many guys who are good on my team. I have like I can read. I'm not gonna. No one cares about my fantasy team, but obviously I have Lamar Jackson, who's been performing poorly, but he's a top. He's like a top four quarterback, even though he's been pretty mediocre this season. Actually, have, it's not that no one wants to hear about your team. It's no one wants to hear the excuses you're about to make for the players on each of your team that are underperforming. Shut up! I won't read you my team. I'll read you my team. You tell me who who I should trade because I the my again. My point is not that none of these guys are worth trading. I would gladly dump some of these guys. I'm sure you would, but I don't know that there's like anyone who's going to be able to up like realistically like. I got Lamar Jackson, Damian Pierce, Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, uh, and then I got Saquon Barkley, who's on by CeeDee Lamb, Najee Harris, who sucks, we'll gladly trade him, uh, Jeff Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Jahan Dotson, who's been hurt, Tim Patrick, who's on IR, Tyler Higbee, Isaiah Likely, who I picked up, um, A.J. Dillon, who's been shitty, and James Cook. But my point is, like... I have two good running backs. I have more than two good running backs. Like I have, I have two startable running backs every week. I have two really good receivers every week, plus a couple of good flex players. I have a good quarterback. My team just doesn't fucking win. Like I, and if I were to trade any of those, like sure, I'd be happy to trade Devonte Adams to someone. But what am I getting for Devonte Adams? You know what I mean? Like where could I upgrade? Like no one's gonna be like, yes, here you go. Here's Josh Allen. I'll give you Josh Allen for Devonte Adams. Sure, I would do that. No one's going to do that. Who I'm not. Do that? I'm not giving you Josh Allen. That's what I'm sorry. saying. Like you're not going to do that. Um. Listen, I like you, and I'm glad that we're friends, and I'm thankful uh, that we get to play fantasy football together, and that we get to have a podcast together, and that your hand looks so big when you're drinking those tiny little Coke Zeros. Thanks. I do have big hands for these little Coke Zeros. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh. So I don't know. I think that uh, fantasy football is frustrating. It's an annoying sport and I hate it. And like, frankly, everyone's on buy on my team this week. And it wouldn't shock me if I win this week because all like three of my best players are on buy. It just, it's like completely random. Hmm. Well, I think it's going to be good. I think you're still going to make the playoffs. I think that we're all going to lose to Corey major. Yeah. I think Corey major is <laughs> undefeated in our league. I can't believe yeah. he's now 11 and zero, but he has a chance to no one. I don't think there's ever been a fantasy football player in history who's ever gone undefeated in a whole season. And I yeah. think he can. He's got a I'm strong... not trying to jinx him. I think he might be the first. He's very lucky that uh, I had Cooper Cup and Josh Allen on a bye week. When well, I that's what I mean. It's, not, it's, <laughs> it's purely a common... Like it's, his team scores points. It's not like he has a bad team. And no. also, I drafted his team for him in large part. So congrats to me for drafting a better team, not for myself. But uh, his team scores points. He just has had... I, I sent a text to our text group. He's had like Which 200, he's not in. 250 fewer points against than any other team. So basically he's played like two fewer games. Like he, yeah. he like curses the teams he's playing against where either guys are on by or get injured the week before or just underperform wildly. It's great for him. Yeah. Uh, he's going to win our league outright and he's going to go undefeated throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I'm sure he will. No chance that someone random like Mike uh, wins the championship. <laughs> Not with that juggernaut Corey has. Um, well, it, the 
Yeah. I what? Well, let's get into some questions. Let's play a game. All right. These are called questions from idiots on the internet. Uh, I'm going to just ask some questions that people have asked us, and and we'll get into these. Let's dig into them. The first question from uh, our good friend Birdlaw. He asks. Which is better, Canadian Thanksgiving or real Thanksgiving? That's a really good question. Uh, I'd have to say that Canadian Thanksgiving's better, only because it's sooner. Mm, mm, mm. Speak on that. Well, see, I, I get so excited. Uh, the second there's a, a leaf falls on the ground, I get excited for Thanksgiving. And in with Canadian Thanksgiving, I only have to wait a, a couple weeks after that first leaf falls on the ground. Uh, I feel like American Thanksgiving uh, is too close to uh, Christmas, and I like my holidays to be more spread apart. Do you ever feel like Thanksgiving, this isn't a question someone has asked us, but here's my question to you. If there were, were any holiday that you feel like could be replicated like four times a year, what holiday would you pick? It's tough. Uh, probably... International Black Cat Day. Great. I would pick Thanksgiving, uh, leading the witness, mostly just because it's a holiday where the Thanksgiving is like, it's not a religious holiday. Mm. It's fairly low stakes in the sense that like, you don't have to spend it with your family. You can, no one is like, I mean, I shouldn't say no one, but there are ways that you can spend it without family and have a good time or you can spend it with family if that's what you're so inclined to do. Tell your family you have COVID so you don't have to go. There you go. Uh, or like, but you can like go out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. You can cook a big feast. You like, it, there's a lots of Thanksgiving things about that that are fun. And maybe part of that is because it's only once a year. But I feel like if Thanksgiving was like in Thanksgiving and there was a similar holiday in February, like if Valentine's Day also had like a family get together component. And there's also one in like March and also one in like May. So you want Thanksgiving think- to be quarterly is what you're saying. Yes, but the months I gave you would not make it quarterly. It would be like there'd be three of them in the winter and one in the spring. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that there's a way that uh, it's the one holiday that I think would be good to have multiple times a year. I guess Fourth of July also or something like that. Don't you think that people would be a little less thankful if they were doing it that often? I think people need more thankfulness in their lives. I, I think so too, but I don't think people would necessarily take advantage of the sentiment. I guess what I'm saying is we live in an increasingly secular country and there's a way that thanksgiving in its secular nature invites people to reflect and also uh get together with their community such as it is or define what their community is we should probably have it once a week then well that's what i mean like there's a way that like in the absence of uh it's kind of sad like if i don't know i know i just think about like before i had kids when i was in my 20s and uh I'd be like, oh, Thanksgiving is like the one day where I'm definitely going to see a bunch of people in my family that I will not see for the rest of the year because everyone has Christmas plans and, I, you know, I'm going to do my own thing on th- on 4th of July and I'll see my immediate family on Christmas, obviously. But uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it is nice just to have that excuse to get a shitload of people together. And yeah, there's a way that I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like, we could all probably stand to see the people we care about more than we do. That's very true. Do you want me to, I haven't even looked at any of these questions. Do you want me to ask you one of them? Sure. Go ahead. Great. Let me, uh, so, uh, Benoit balls asked Chid, what kind of cranberry sauce do you prefer? I think the, the question is the root of this question. If I had to guess is, uh, he means like fresh or canned fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I will do either. I don't really give a fuck. I think that the canned is fine. Uh, I've made the, the fresh cranberry sauce when you actually make it, this is a thing Adam Carolla would always rant about on his podcast uh, 15 mean, years ago. The Man Show? No, his podcast, The Adam Carolla Show. I don't know if you know about it. but His podcast, The Man Show. It was sponsored by Mangrate. Mangrate, get it on, he would say. Uh, the uh, He would always talk about how it's very easy to make cranberry sauce, and he would say that he sucked at cooking, and even he could make cranberry sauce. Uh, one of the only really smart things he's ever said, because it truly does take like five minutes to make cranberry sauce. You just need a bag of cranberries and some sugar. Uh, and maybe a stick of cinnamon if you want, if you want to get fancy about it. But you just, yeah, you just like put water and cranberries in a pot and add some sugar and boil it. And then so, you got so cranberry your, sauce. Your answer is not only do you not have a preference, but it's really easy to make cranberry sauce and people who complain about it are dumb. No, I don't think anyone complains about making it. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is it's very easy to make homemade cranberry sauce. It's a can is also very easy to cut open, dump out and slice into slices. I will have either. Okay. Um, and then Zach Safantes asked you specifically, Chid, uh, what's your favorite game for Nintendo Switch on Thanksgiving? Uh, geez. I mean, if we're talking my favorite game on Nintendo Switch, 
any time of year. Cuphead? No. Uh, it would be uh, Filet the Spire. Filet the Spire. That's a that's a new version of the game. Is that a is that an expansion pack? No, it's just like a thanks. I'm like thankful for the turkey fillets uh, okay. in the Spire. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Here's here's one for you. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, this is from Brewdog. Oh, <clears throat> uh, if it's from Brewdog, I don't know if I can answer. He's been a little bit, a little bit much on the internet lately. What's your least favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, squash. You don't like squash? I'm not a big squash guy. How, what preparation are you thinking of when you think of squash for Thanksgiving? Like the mashed squash? I'll eat mashed squash. It's fine because there's usually some nutmeg or cinnamon in there. Uh, I'm thinking of like just like chopped boiled squash or whatever. I, I have oh, a hard boiled time squash with it. Shit. But there's, I really like uh, Dave's Marketplace in Rhode Island. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself some of that butternut squash that's roasted with uh, some craisins in it. Very good. That sounds and, great. And walnuts. I, uh, that's where we do our grocery shopping, actually. Go check that out. Deli case. It's good. They have a lot of good prepared foods there at Dave's. Dave's Marketplace. Great. Yeah. They should sponsor this podcast. Uh, the uh, What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, s- stuffing. <laughs> this, is, this seems telling. Uh, my least favorite Thanksgiving food is... I don't know. I don't think that there's any like standard, like if we're talking like the, the standards are thanks for Thanksgiving or turkey, gravy, mashed potato, stuffing, sweet potato, squash, uh, crescent rolls roll. Yeah. I like all those. I don't think, I don't know what I would say. My least favorite is of all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is uh, probably mashed potatoes. I feel like I so, in, so rarely have mashed potatoes at this point in my life and I will make them for like get togethers. I make very good mashed potatoes. Uh, is there anything special that you do to your mashed potatoes? You just need to use a lot of butter and garlic. That's it. Hmm. Uh, and it had me a garlic baby. Yeah, garlic and butter, salt and pepper. That's kind of all you need, and a lot of butter. And uh, yeah, they come out great. But um, I love making them. I, I like making mashed potatoes. They're just a pain in the ass to make on like any random day, and also they're not the healthiest thing, obviously. So they're like a special occasion thing that I'll make. But um, I always like them. That that's a good thing. This do you have any favorite or least favorite family Thanksgiving traditions? Uh being with my mom's wife. Great. <laughs> my Great. least favorite. Least favorite. Yep. Uh, I do I do want to lodge a complaint about these questions that are asked. Uh and it's not of anyone that's asked questions. It's RJ answering the questions in in the chat. <laughs> Just don't look at RJ's answers. Ignore RJ's answers. We can talk about RJ's answers later. Uh for uh, any favorite family Thanksgiving traditions, either from when you were young or now? Um, I, my grandparents, uh, anything grandparent adjacent. I spent a ton of time with my grandparents growing up because my mom was basically a single parent. And my grandparents on my dad's side were a, a big part of my life. And, you know, they still are. My grandfather passed away in 2020. Um, but being able to, to spend any sort of time with them uh, is wonderful. I, I get to see my grandmother uh, a little bit early this year. I'm actually, so that's coming up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, just seeing my grandparents and being around them in general. Uh, I know that's kind of a, you know, everyone gets to see family or something. No, no, no. That's, I mean, there, as I said before, there are some people who literally are like, ah, I see my grandparents only on holidays. Yeah. It's like, mm. uh for better or worse that's what happens for some people did What's, you uh did your grandmother like get you like do you like eggnog i do love eggnog would your grandmother on thanksgiving be like sigh here's some eggnog would she give you a glass of eggnog on thanksgiving at the end of the night probably but it wouldn't be like alcoholic eggnog. no no yes yeah, yeah. my grandmother would always on thanksgiving she would always have eggnog for me like she would have already bought eggnog which yeah was sweet because i loved eggnog when i was a kid i i love it now still and i <laughs> bought it last year my wife didn't like it and i was like sweet more for me yeah i we introduced my son to eggnog when he was like under a year and uh there's yeah well, one thing like from a parent perspective so he like loves milk he still loves milk he's like almost six and he it's his favorite drink which is hysterical to me but he's just like a milk kid and uh he when you have kids like sometimes your kids will get hangry and when they're really little it's like horrifying and you can't but his thing when you get really hungry my daughter is a little bit like this but he was really bad is he would just like start screaming and he would be inconsolable and it would be impossible to get him to eat like anything that was actually of substance. So like he wouldn't eat bread. He wouldn't like, he just like wouldn't eat snack food. We'd eat nothing, but he would just be screaming and having a meltdown. Very upsetting. So anyway, 
I remember when he was like 11 months old, we had eggnog that we got from our uh, like milk delivery because he was drinking so much milk and uh, he had never had it before. And he was like having a meltdown and I just gave him a cup of eggnog and had him drink it and he drank it. And he was, he was not a year old yet. And he was like, no, more nog, more <laughs> nog. <laughs> he just wanted more. Um, He's my little nog boy. <laughs> There was a, a tweet that I saw recently that someone was talking about how their kid learned the phrase uh oh spaghettios, uh, but they kept forgetting what the phrase was. Uh so they kept saying, Oh no, noodles. And I found that to be very funny. That's funny. Uh this uh here, this is another question. Uh this is from Vulgar Lasagna, who has been on the show in since before COVID. So if there's anyone we gotta book again, it's this fucking guy. He says, do you keep all the goodies separate or do you care if the gravy touches the cranberry sauce? Oh, no, it, it it's they all need to touch. I yeah, think it, it just needs to be a gross situation. A plate of stuff where you mix stuff together. That's yeah. the whole joy of it is like you're mixing the stuff together. I don't know. I, I don't I don't really. Uh, I'm I not love, a like, separatist. Food. No, I love food combinations. Always yeah. have. Uh, I like I like to mix the, the cranberry sauce and the turkey in one bite. Sometimes get some stuffing in there, too. Yeah, some guy asked cranberry or lingonberry sauce. Uh, lingonberry sauce, I've never had that as a substitute for cranberry sauce. I have had lingonberry before in yeah. IKEA. Yeah, exactly. It's That's good. the only place I've had it as well. It's good. I, I, I mean, I would try it in place, but I, I guess I'd, I'd have to choose cranberry. Yeah. Uh, Cunt Satchel's asks, have either of them watched Third Rock from the Sun Thanksgiving episode where Harry puts a turkey carcass on his head and has sex with his landlady's daughter on the table? I think I do remember that episode. I remember the the turkey on the head thing. I don't I think that was in Mr. Bean and also Friends too. I don't uh so uh, Friends is a terrible show. Um and it would be even more dumb to have a podcast about it. It would um, be really stupid to have a podcast about it. Yeah. Uh but I I think I remember the scene where Harry puts his uh puts the turkey carcass on his head. I don't remember the sex with the landlady's daughter part on the table. Um I don't remember the show being like that. The show was like that. It had some real body stuff. Yeah. Uh, that guy, uh, the kid in that show, was he also in Days and Confused? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. It's, I guess it's not the same kid, but the kid with the... When Joseph Gordon-Levitt has long hair in Third Rock from the Sun, he looks like the kid uh, from Days and Confused. Don John, you mean? No. The, Are you talking about Don John? No, I'm talking... I don't think that's his name. I'm talking about the kid his who plays Don Mitch. John. He Mitch. made a movie about it. He had juice and he made a movie about it. He couldn't stop jerking off. I don't think that's the same person. It's Joseph it? Gordon Levitt. He's Don John. I'm I'm talking You've never seen Don John? No, I haven't. We uh, okay. I kind of want to say we should stop recording now and both watch Don John. It can't be longer than 95 minutes and then come back and resume recording. You have no chance of that happening. Okay, it's a little late for that. <laughs> But I was complaining about a hockey game starting at eight fifteen recently know, to you. I know, I know. You're you're the bones. Uh, there's a question in the chat from old beige guy. You should ask me. It looks like there's a two parter. Should I ask you the first? Yeah, part go ahead. Ask, ask them all. Go ahead. All right. So old beige guy has two questions. First one being I think three. There's one at the top that doesn't start with the first question. Okay, give me one second here. Let me scroll. I'll cut this out. The first question that I see from Old Beige Guy says, is it better to watch the traditional Cowboys and Lions game at 9.30 and 1.30 on the West Coast and then have Thanksgiving dinner or to make the whole family watch them during uh, during dinner on the East Coast? Yeah, so his question, he's on the, he's a upper mid, upper Midwest, uh, uh, upper West Coast upper guy. Upper Wester. Yeah, you uh, uh, were, he lives in British Columbia, let's be honest. Uh, so he asks, uh, is it better to watch the games at 9.30 and 1.30 and have them and then like have dinner in the afternoon or to be an East Coaster where the games are on at 12.30 and uh, what, 4.30 and then just have them on yeah. all day. Uh, I've spent, have you ever had a Thanksgiving on the West Coast, Cy? Uh, no. So I did one Thanksgiving on the West Coast uh, eight years ago, seven years ago before I had kids. And um is that when you were stuck in Las Vegas? Mm-mm. I was in San Diego with my uh, wife and her dad's side of the family. Her dad was not there. And so it was us. It was like me and her and her three aunts and uh, their husbands and boyfriends and their their kids who live out there still. 
So it was like not a huge crowd, but it was like a bunch of people who I knew and was getting to know and was getting closer to. Really fun. But that was the only time I've ever been on the West Coast. And uh, and they were in San Diego, obviously. And I think the Chargers played that. They I think they might have played that Thanksgiving. Or maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, we went and we had a really good Thanksgiving. And it was funny for the games to be on at 930. Like the first game to be on very early in the morning. And then we didn't. And this was long before they had like a London game that was on at night. Now that's like a normal thing. Yes. So, and like I'd been in Las Vegas before and seen the early morning games because they're always on at 10 in Las Vegas, obviously, instead of one. But um, it was funny to like watch the morning game, go over their house, you know, watch the first half of the afternoon. Or I think we might have watched the whole afternoon game and then eat dinner at like 3 30 in the afternoon. it's very different. It's a different vibe if you're if you're focusing your day around football. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I for in on the East Coast, as long as I've been growing up, like my dad's side of the family, we would always, and even my mom's side too, we would always have like Thanksgiving dinner at like between one thirty and three thirty. Usually, we, mm-hmm. we'd start eating, uh, and so like the Lions game would be on, and it would just roll into the Cowboys game, and that would be on by the time you know dinner uh, dessert was over. You'd be like at the end of the Cowboys game. Um, I don't know about you, but it, yeah, I, that that was like always kind of a traditional Thanksgiving time where we just kind of eat during the football games during the day. Yeah, um, my I used to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving at my mom's cousin's houses uh, all the time, and uh, my mom's cousin's husband was a big Packers fan, uh, so we would always end up watching uh, some sort of variation uh, of the Lions game, uh, whoever they were playing. Because uh, he wanted to talk shit about the Lions, um, which is really seemed, tough, tough to seemed, do. It, well, it just seems funny because the Lions were never of really any consequence to the Packers, especially yeah. at that point. Yeah, uh, those were the Brett Favre gunslinger days. Um, so, old beige guy also said, second question: uh, Would you rather host Thanksgiving dinner or go to another relative's house, or do neither and meet at a restaurant? Yeah. So this, I was thinking about this the restaurant thing specifically because i've never done thanksgiving in a restaurant uh i've done yeah, either easter in a restaurant a couple of times um a few times actually probably like four or five uh and yes so what i will say is uh i'd probably rather not host things well i in this house i would rather not host thanksgiving the house that i own is not large enough to have a gr- group of more than like eight adults in it it's it gets way too crowded um and uh, there's not enough like disparate space for people to gather in. Um, it's a small house. I own a small, very old house. So uh, I probably would rather host in a future timeline when I can afford to have a larger house. Uh, but um, it's definitely easier to go to a relative's house. I think a restaurant would be fun. But the thing that I would consider is like service everywhere is like hit the shitter because uh, Obviously, Joe Brandon gave up too much money and no one wants to work anymore. Like, people just want to stay at home and everyone's lazy. Um, so, you know, like, people, like, complain about the money they make and, like, some guy, like, is crying because he has to work too hard at Starbucks. It's like, grow up, just pour some coffee and shut up. You know what I mean? Like, all, like no one wants to work anymore. Like, people should be thankful for their jobs instead of crying about how how bad they have it. You know what I mean, Cy? Um, so, so Brett, my point Brett, is like, since, no one, so since nobody wants to work anymore, <laughs> my point is that, uh, the, no, but in all seriousness, if you went to a restaurant, like pre, it's always shitty for people to have to work on Thanksgiving for obvious reasons. So I would always feel a little bit kind of guilty about that, but whatever it, it is, what it is. Some people obviously don't have family to go to. So I understand why some restaurants are open or whatever, but the other part of that is like, I can only imagine that going to a restaurant now post COVID would probably be a tough hang uh, since you're already looking at a skeleton crew pre-COVID and now you're probably looking right. at an extreme skeleton crew. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to ask you this question specifically because I don't care for uh, the subject matter. Uh, Brett Thousand asked, is pickles Thanksgiving food? I mean, pickles can be an anytime food. And yes, I think you should buy some grilled pickles, uh, have those. It'd be great. I'll ask you this question. Old Beige Guy's third question is, what year did your family give up the painful ritual of going around the table and saying what they were thankful for? Well, you tried to foist that upon me at the top of this episode. So I don't think you've given it up yet personally, Cy. <laughs> My family never did that. I felt like I was missing out. So that's why I did it to you. Wow, that sucks. Uh, my wife tries to do that. She's the person who tries to initiate that, which... I think it's fine for children, but it is tough in a group of adults uh, to ask people <laughs> what they're thankful for. It's uh, 
it's a tough crowd. Uh, I don't blame her. I mean, you know, uh, it's, I don't know. Maybe Are you guys thankful for, for Fetterman this year? Yeah, man. Deeply thankful for Fetterman and, and the fact that he won like pretty convincingly over. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a landslide. awful Dr. Mehmet Oz. 75 to, to 25. You're exaggerating a little bit, Sigh. 63 to 27. Uh, so 10% went to me. Jake. Yep. That's impressive. Uh, I'm glad that you got the right in there. Um, May Gusta Carne, our friend Gabe, uh, said, this is for both of us, stuffing or dressing. And if you stuff the bird with stuffing, do you eat it when it's cooked? Yeah, man. I don't. So Alton Brown had a thing about how stuffing a turkey with stuffing is not the way to do it because it gets a bunch of blood dripped into it and other things. Uh, and I think he said that a long time ago, and it also can dry out your turkey. Mm. I, I also just feel like there's a lot of stuffing options that you can just like there's stovetop stuffing, which is perfectly good stuffing. There's also bell stuffing, also perfectly good stovetop stuffing. Yep. Um, and you can also do like custom stuffings that are, uh, you know, might be better if you don't actually put I, them inside a turkey. I did have a suggestion in one of our DMs that people try and do uh, crumbled uh, Cheez-Its in a stuffing. I think oh, that would yeah, be really that. tasty. I bet you do that. That'd be nice. I mean, you can put anything in a stuffing. It's just like a bread paste, essentially. So, have you ever had Portuguese stuffing with, with the sausage uh, in it? Yeah, like linguiça or chorizo in it. No, uh, yes, I have. I had a, an aunt who, uh, RIP, who made that a couple times when I was a kid. It's uh, chef's kiss, delicious. Yeah, she was Portuguese. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's also like Italian stuffing that has like Italian sausage in it. I've had too. It's, it can be very good. That sounds uh, good. Where you break out the casing and it's just like the crumbled inside of a anyway. But I really like it. I don't. I don't call it dressing. Do you call it dressing? You call it stuffing too, I, right? I don't call it dressing. I yeah. uh, I was actually going to ask you if there was a difference between dressing and stuffing, or if he was just asking about the naming convention. I think that that's a east of the Mississippi, west of the Mississippi thing, or it might be okay. a Mason Dixon line thing. I don't know, uh, one or the other. But uh, yeah, I I prefer to keep them separate and not have it be inside a turkey. I also like. I've cooked a bunch of turkeys. I've I have hosted Thanksgiving. I've hosted a few Friendsgivings when we were younger, and uh, oh. so I've cooked all sorts of different sized turkeys. That sounds really nice. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I'm sorry that Michael didn't invite you, my roommate Michael. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, there were a lot of. I've cooked a lot of turkeys over the years, and I've made some outstanding turkey. And to me, the real key to having a delicious turkey is. I like, I think you want a turkey that's between 12 and 15 pounds. You probably don't want one much bigger than 15 pounds. It's a pain in the ass to cook. It takes really long. It cooks unevenly. The other piece of it is you want to just fill that motherfucker up with butter. You just want as much butter as possible. Butter and garlic. Garlic. Garlic's also great all over the turkey. Uh, You can brine it. I don't think that, I mean, you can get better results with the brine, obviously. That makes more tender meat and everything, but you don't have to. Have you ever Um, had deep fried turkey? No, but I have had smoked turkey, like in a barbecue smoker. That- yep. So I've had both because my brother-in-law, uh, both usually he buys two turkeys, and yeah. one he puts in the smoker, and one he deep fries. Damn. Uh, yeah. And then he lectures you about your paintbrushes. He does, but he's a very good cook, and he actually like puts a lot of effort into all of the holidays. It seems um, like he puts a lot of effort into everything, especially having clean paintbrushes. Si. So yeah. Maybe you should be thankful that you have a brother-in-law who's such a good cook. I'm. I am very thankful for him. Uh, he's great. Um, so continue talking about turkey. What I was going to say is uh, the smoked turkey. My wife's one of my wife's uncles uh, has will do a smoked turkey. And we've like stopped by his house and had like it. Always, the, here's the thing that's telling. I guess here's what I'll say is when you go to anyone's house and you show up late, like if you're stopping by like family's house, like your aunt's house or whatever, and it's like six at night and you've already had dinner or seven at night and you're just stopping by like a roasted turkey. How much turkey is going to be left? 20%, 30%, 40% of the turkey. Right. A turkey that's been fucking fried or smoked, how much turkey is left? 3%? Yeah. A slice? Two slices? Pretty telling. Like, I think that's kind of all you need to know. But yeah, her, her Uncle Paul makes this smoked turkey on their uh, Smoky Joe. I have an Uncle Paul, too. Unbelievable. Do you think it's the same Paul? Do you think we're related through marriage? Uh, I definitely think we're related through marriage. Um, <laughs> what if this is how we find out we're each other's uncles? <laughs> Oh man, we should start a podcast where we talk about movies. <laughs> where we make up movies. Um, yeah, it's good. I think that uh, smoked turkey rules. It's really good. There also used to be a barbecue place when we worked in Boston together that had smoked turkey that was so good. 
You still think about sheds. I bet it didn't survive the pandemic, did it? No, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they had the best smoke. They had such good smoked turkey. And it's very weird uh, that they had, it was like decent barbecue, especially because it was like in downtown crossing. Yeah, it was not in a, <laughs> I mean, it was just a lunch place in downtown crossing, which was especially like, I don't know. I was like, well, this place is going to suck. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like they had like they had good brisket, but their smoked turkey was out of this world. I do miss our one thing Chid would do when we worked together is we'd have little lunch excursions where we'd take a decent walk. Uh, we'd, which it, we'd leave the office for 90 minutes. Yeah. At that point, I wasn't getting very much exercise aside from walking <laughs> to and from the train. Uh, but it was very nice to take our little lunch excursions. Uh, once in a while, uh, when my wife and I go past Chinatown, I'll be like, oh, Chid and I used to go to eat lunch there. <laughs> Yeah, Sai and I used to go to a place called Double Chin in Chinatown yeah. that I took started taking him to. It's still it is, there. Yeah, it's still there. I went through uh, last Christmas when I was in Boston with my wife. We went to see a uh, a Christmas Story the musical. Oh, which how was, was that? Weird, but fine. And then uh, we went. It was like late at night, and we didn't get dinner before, and we were like rushing uh, and seeing friends and stuff. And then we went to Double Chin for dinner at like. They're open till like 4 a.m. I think they're open super late. They're like one of the only things in Boston yeah. that's open real city hours. We went to go see Tom Segura in May. Uh, we should have went to Double Chin because we had kind of a shitty meal. I forget the restaurant that we went to. Yeah, Double Chin doesn't miss. Like the food there is, it's not like everything there is amazing, but for what they, it's like just basically like cheap modern street food, like Chinese street food. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's not super it's not super cheap but it's cheap ish and it's yeah. very good it's very tasty they had uh waffle fries with like seafood uh seaweed on them yeah they had like a very good wings. cube toast which is like a big uh instagram type thing or yeah. a tiktok thing cube toast I and mean, i never had that there coca-cola coca wings yeah they had coca-cola wings we used to get those we could share coca-cola wings they also had a, um, I had it with my wife last year. It was so fucking good because we never ordered it together, but they had like scallion pancake uh, sandwiches that have oh, like, uh, I want that right now. Char soup pork in them. Yeah. That and sounds like great. Uh, daikon radish and yeah, so good. Really good. That's one thing I miss about uh, living up there uh, is the dining options. They're Listen, buddy. Far hey, less in rural Rhode I got to tell you something. Tell me. You should be thankful that in only about, 24 days or something rounding down con two takes place rounding down con two the way of water we're gonna go see <laughs> avatar two the way of water together me you scott sweeney curtis weenus and anyone else who wants to join us we'll go see right we'll go see rounding down two aka avatar two the way of water we'll go maybe gamble at encore in boston we're we gonna go to double chin and then we can go to double chin we can end the night at double chin that would be really nice i would enjoy that yeah, I think we'll have a great time if we do that. I think we can talk these people into this. At least me and you will end I, up at Double Chin. I don't I don't think it would be very hard to talk them into going to Double Chin. I think Scott Sweeney would be down. Wait, for old time's sake, we just got to cheers with some Coca-Cola wings. We'll say, bring us all of your wings. Because they have like eight different kinds of wings there. We'll say, bring I'll, us all of your wings. I'll take one each. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, any final closing Thanksgiving thoughts you want to share? Uh, no. Did you ever play Thanksgiving game, like a Thanksgiving game of football with cousins or whatever when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. 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 My always... cousins are a lot younger than me, though. So yeah. it, was, it, was always, it was very, um, it wasn't meant to be like blood sport kind of thing. Like if, yeah, yeah, if yeah. they were closer to my age, it would have been very brutal. But uh, they, were, they were all very small. So it was kind of like a very playful thing. Yeah. I remember trying to play with cousins and never quite either like kind of combination, not having enough boy cousins and also not, uh, yeah, I don't they know. Were all it never being as fun as I wanted it to be. They were all intimidated because you were in the big leagues. You played high school football. Damn right. No, I, this is like when I was like eight, they knew uh, that you were going to play high school football. They could tell. They yeah, just man. thought that if you spent at least 18 hours a day playing football that you could be the if next. I could, it's truly Cy. Like I don't, I know I don't have extreme size, but if I would have practiced 18 hours a day, catching balls from the jugs machine, I would have been Julian Edelman, TJ Watt jugs machine. That's where you catch the balls from. Yep. TJ Watt caught a touchdown pass last. He's back. Yep. He's back. He tore both of his pec muscles and he's playing. And he came back to catch touchdown passes from Kenny Pickett. Just yep. absolute dimes. It was it was actually uh, George Pickens who threw him the ball. It was a, a double fake. 
Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's impressive. I didn't see that play. That sounds like a really impressive highlight. Yep. Uh, and the ghost of Chase Claypool uh, ran ran an end around. It's so sad that Chase Claypool got traded to the, to, he got traded to the bears and then died. And now his <laughs> ghost is in the game. Yeah. Well, I the Steelers are really like, bad. The Steelers are really bad. Yeah. The Steelers are really bad. And it's strange that Chase Claypool's ghost is haunting the team that <laughs> traded him. Yeah. Well, that's how it usually works. When you trade a player, the ghost of that player haunts your team because you shouldn't have traded them. Is this about Kyle Schwarber? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, is there anything you'd like to plug this week? Uh, Kyle Schwarber. And that man's juicy. I'd like to get a bite of that. Rawr. Yeah, I mean, won a World Series. Yep. Who, who can believe it? Uh, second second uh, runner-up to Bryce Harper for World Series MVP. Yeah, I mean, but he earned that second runner-up. <laughs> the sure award did. that they gave out was really good. I saw a picture uh, a couple weeks ago during Game 3 there was a picture of uh, Reese Hoskins' wife buying a case of beer. And the picture of her, like, you know how... Like, what does she look like? Oh, just Google Reese, Reese Hoskins' wife. All right, Because got she's got real... Uh, I was like, in the picture, I was like, is the perspective weird in this picture? Or does she have giant Uma Thurman hands? Okay, all right. I think it was just perspective. Her hands look semi-normal size in other pictures. <laughs> but you know how the thing that occurred to me in seeing this f- picture of her, like she was she was dressed like a like normal person and not like the wife of a baseball player, which is very endearing to me. But uh, you know how like the wives of professional athletes kind of all look the same, like they came from a factory? Yeah, that's true. Isn't, isn't that weird? Yeah, I, it's wild that Reese Hoskins' wife is holding a bat uh, in the picture that I saw, and uh, her hands go up to where it says Louisville Slugger on the barrel of that. <laughs> she, she doesn't have long hands, she has tall hands, which is what I was talking about, like Andre the Giant tall hands. Uh, yeah, she looks like uh, that bat is like a can of Coke. Yeah. A little mini can of Coke Zero. Mm, 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 mm. Shout out to Chris like pl- wife. Yeah, I mean. And her hands. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not trying to clown on her for her large hands. Right. This is all getting edited out. I'd like to plug, of course, you can follow me on Matt Chitspin, size at Saifietti. The show is at Rounding Down. Rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Listen to this episode. Obviously, you're driving to visit some friends or family or wherever you're going. Hope you have a great holiday. Tell your eight cool cousins about the show. Don't tell your three dirtbag cousins about the show. I don't need a bunch of dirtbags listening to the show. Tell your eight cool cousins, and the, especially your cousins who have money who want to sponsor us about yep. the show. And, uh, you know, tell tell your family that you're thankful for them. Give them all a smooch right on the lips. Yeah, and also, like, Avatar The Way of Water, December 16th, only in theaters. Come to Rounding Down Con 2. It's happening December 16th. It's a Friday night, opening night. Let us know you're coming. We'll get you that ticket. You can buy your own ticket, but we're going to go see it at the AMC in Braintree. It's going to be great. We're going to get reserved seats. We're going to have a great time. Okay. Love you. As always, fuck you. See ya later. Rounding Down is created by Chip. Produced by Chip Inside. Music by Corey Major. And artwork by Sean Harris. This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.